Wales Under-20s announced their World Rugby Championship squad and trying to find more female referees in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Much more on the subject of female referees coming up, but we'll start with the announcement of the Wales Under-20 squad for the World Rugby Under-20s Championship in South Africa starting later this month. Dragons RFC's Ryan Woodman captains the 30-player squad, which consists of 17 forwards and 13 backs. The tournament, hosted in the Cape Town region, returns for the first time since 2019 and features the top 12 under-20 rugby nations played over five match days with Wales and Poulet, where they'll face New Zealand, Japan and France. Head coach Mark Jones spoke to Graham Gillespie. Mark, how would you describe the team that you've selected? Uh, I think it's a, a very uh, mixed team in terms of uh, youth and experience. It's an exciting team. You know, there's a there's a lot of exciting players in there, uh, particularly around our back line and our back row. And there's a lot of potential in the front five uh, moving forward. Now, you've only been in situ for a couple of weeks. Has that made your task more difficult in selecting the squad? Yeah, it has a little bit. We've had a pretty rigorous training regime for about three weeks now, and we've put them through... All sorts of uh, scenarios, conditioning, skill set, team play, and try to integrate into as, as much of a holistic programme as we can. But of course, what you haven't got is the, the ability to play against opposition and really test the guys at, at full contact level. So we're making some assumptions around some players based on the sessions and the content that we've been um, putting under. But they've all acquitted themselves really well to this time, and it's, you know, there's been some tough calls. Now, obviously, it's a pretty daunting pull that you're facing. How are the boys going to face up to that, do you think? Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, you're playing the All Blacks, world-renowned team. Historically, they've been pretty strong in this competition over the, over the years that have passed by. Saying that, last time you played them, Wales won? Well, I think somebody mentioned in the office the last three times we've played, Wales have won twice. So it's not a game that we're fearful of. You know, we see it as a real opportunity, very respectful of New Zealand rugby, particularly at under-20s age. Their school system is phenomenal, and I've experienced it firsthand. So we know that you know, when you play a New Zealand team, it's a very good measure of, of where you are. Uh, and your potential as an individual, as in a team. So we know that French were very strong during the Six Nations, picked up some terrific victories. They gave us a good hiding as well in that tournament. And obviously Japan, one of the, you know, the, the fastest rising nations in world rugby. So they are going to be a very difficult opponent. And all of the teams have, will have had some rugby, which perhaps you know, we won't get between now and the, the opening of the tournament. Now, it's going to be the first World Cup since 2019, so it's going to be a new experience for, for all these boys on and off the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, it's an exciting experience. A big part of your growth as a rugby player is to be able to go away and play in nice countries, sometimes culturally challenging countries, and I suppose South Africa is both of those things. You'll get a real mix of challenges on the field, off the field. The guys will get to see a great city. They'll get to see a, you know, a real diverse culture and how they conduct themselves on and off the field, how they behave as professionals will give a good indicator of, of their growth and potential moving forward. Now, you mentioned it earlier, other teams have had the opportunity to play. You haven't. Does that make your task even more difficult going into that first game against New Zealand? 
Yeah, I think there's definitely would have liked to have had a really competitive game with a team of similar level, just so that we could give the players the opportunity to impress, but also put some of what we've changed, and we've changed quite a bit, under pressure and test it, you know, water test it under pressure. But unfortunately, because of the circumstances of myself coming in, just wasn't able to do that. So we've arranged a trial game uh, with the South Wales Police Invitational Team, who are pretty much the only team that are still operating, you know, in June. So we'd be very fortunate to get those guys in, and they'll give us some bodies that we can go against without worrying too much about injuring our own players physically and what we will have I suppose whilst not playing the games is we should have a lot of excitement Uh, we shouldn't injure ourselves too badly before we get out there so it's a catch-22 would love to have had a game but I think there's some positives by not as well. Now obviously you can only name 30 players but uh, you know as well as I do there's always injuries at World Cup so how do you tell the players that aren't going you know stay fit because you might get a phone call and be out in South Africa in 24 hours? Yeah, that's exactly it. We have to name the squad today because the IRB need the squads in. So out of respect for the players, both the ones that are going and the ones that maybe are on the standby list, I wanted to speak to the players and pick it early, uh, not just hear hear it in the media. The disappointing thing about that is the players obviously haven't had as long as they would have liked to impress. We're still two weeks away from flying. So I think what I said to the group is, look, we're going to name a 30, but actually I'm still going to be looking at you over the next two weeks. We can change the flight details right up until the Friday before we leave. And, you know, if anybody gets injured or anybody maybe drops off the cliff with their performance levels, then the guys that have missed out will have an opportunity to still make the squad. So I think historically there have also been quite a lot of injuries in this tournament, on average of three, I think, flown out. So got a probably a 50, 50, 60% chance of actually coming out, even if you're not named today. So, yeah, but it's, it's been tough. It's the toughest part of the job, uh, leaving people out. But, of course, we'll do it in a respectful way so that at least the players, um, we can limit that disappointment. And doing that way, obviously, the training session is going to mean everything between now and before you go, aren't they? Yeah, every second counts, really. We're going to ramp up the intensity around training between now and the start of the tournament. Um, we think we've got a good base into them physically and, and technically we're carrying on with those skill developments of the players. And then obviously as we get closer to our games, we'll specify a little bit more around the tactics that we'll need for those games. But yeah, it's an exciting couple of weeks coming up and it'll be tough for the players, but it'll be enjoyable. And finally, have you uh, set the group any targets for the competition? We just want to be better than what we were in the Six Nations around our performance levels. If we get the improvement in the areas that we've targeted, then I think the results will reflect that. Uh, And I'm saying that with the greatest of respect because we've got three very tough games in the pool stages. And then obviously, depending on how those go, we'll know who we're playing in, in game four and five. But yeah, we're just looking to improve individually and we're looking to improve as a collective unit. And that'll hopefully give us the best chance of results. But, you know, none of us are going out there not to win games of rugby. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Much more from them over the next few weeks, of course. But now on to the subject of how to get more women into refereeing and also how to progress to the highest levels. To help with the first part of that, the WIU will be running free women-only refereeing courses in North and South Wales in September and October. It's an exciting project for WIU refereeing development lead Sean Brickle. A few years ago, we did a ready-to-ref course. I think it was 2019. So it was a female-only course, hopefully to um, try and attract more females into refereeing. But out of the old group, we've had one referee continue. Her name is Amber Stamp Dunstan. Now, she was only 17 at the time, but she's really, really kicking on well. I and mean, we've got high hopes for her because she's refereed her first championship game this season. 
So fingers crossed, in a few years' time, she could be, even though I can't guarantee it with her, but with the right support, she could be our first international female referee in the female Six Nations, for example. So that's our hope. But the rest of the, the group on that day were current players and they are still playing. So I want to try and attack really the, probably more the community game. People involved playing in women's rugby, those probably thinking of retiring in the near future. Like the male game, you may have some female players that carry a knocks and they can't shake the injuries off. So perhaps they'll attract those into the game. Our plan behind the female only course is, again, the women's game is growing, but it's still a male dominated sport. So I fully understand if a young lady turns up on a course, on a referee's course in a, in a local rugby club, there's, there's 20 blocks and this young lady sat at the back on her own. I fully understand that's very intimidating. And I like it myself. If I went on a netball referee course and I'm the only bloke there, sat at the back, I'd probably sit there and say nothing. So I think to be fair to the females who attend these courses, if it's a female-only group, they'll open up more, they'll ask more questions, they'll get involved more and, and they'll learn more. So that is our plan through these courses. So once everything's confirmed, now we'll get the dates out there. And um, fingers crossed, we'll have a good, good uptake on, on the referee numbers. We can't guarantee anything. The offering is there. It will be a free offering. So we just want to try and encourage as many females into the game as possible because the, the participation in plays is going up. But um, I like to try and attract some more referees to the game as well. So that, that's our rationale behind it. Go back a step and start off with just what exactly is is your role within all of this? My role within the, in the referees department is the referee development lead. So mainly recruitment and development. So recruitment of new referees. And that can be our Sunday morning referees with the children on a Sunday. And then we have level twos, which those are the referees that referee in youth rugby, second team rugby, third team rugby, and the women's senior game. So... I then try to identify the best of those and push them at the level three, which level three is our highest grade in referees, which are the National League referees. So my role is to try and identify the better ones and push them through. Now, the female refereeing group, now luckily we've got three referees now refereeing the National Leagues. Amber is doing very, very well. Jenny Davis from North Wales, she's an ex-international prop for Wales. So she's refereeing very well. And there's a girl called Sarah Tall, who's from Wrexham, she's refereeing the National Leagues, and they're all very, very good referees. And there's two that are level two in North Wales. So I'm trying to just do that as a little entity on its own, of trying to create a bigger group of referees. Our numbers at the moment are around five or six, probably up to 15. I think that'd be a success because you're doubling your numbers. And the more referees we have out there, females, the more young girls see that there's female referees, and they might think, mm, actually, because I think there's quite a few people don't realise that we do have female referees. So the more that's out there, it will probably attract more female referees into the game. And I, I want to try and go over to these ladies that they can just referee girls' games if they want to, they can referee mini and junior games, or they can take it as far as they want to take it. Just like the males, really. It's up to them. But we'll support them at whatever level they want to go in at. And I guess from all the names you've run through, it'd be nice to maybe have a few more in South Wales. You'd have thought with a population base, that it wouldn't have the yes. same thing you do. Yeah, you would. Well, we've had Kath Pritchard, who's just finished now. She did very, very well. But Kath is staying, and she does a bit of AR4 in, in the URC and the European Cup games. So she's on the side, they put the subs on. So Kath is staying involved. We've got Amber, who's from South Wales. She's doing very, very well. 
than the other four girls from North Wales. Why that is, I, I just don't know. But that's a healthy number in North Wales for the amount of games they have in North Wales. But um, as I said, if I, if I can double my numbers, I, I, I'd be more than happy. So I understand that details of the course aren't finalised, but just tell us what you can in terms of roughly when and, and where it's likely to be. It looks like the first, the South Wales course is going to be in September on the Saturday and Sunday. And Kath Pritchard, who I just, who I just mentioned, who's finished, she is one of our coach referee deliverers. So she will deliver on that course. So again, rather than have three or four blokes that they're delivering, they, they will come in and they'll see a, a lady delivering the referee's course. That should ease them, hopefully, and put them, make them feel a bit more comfortable and ask more questions. And Kath is very, very good. At, she's worked in the police. She's a consultant for the police. So she's very, very good with things like this. And Kelvin Short, who's another experienced deliverer, they will deliver the course in South Wales. And the North Wales course, which is scheduled for, for October, but the venues to be confirmed on that. The deliverers on that will be Jenny Davis, one of our referees, and Rich Morgan, who does a lot of work, good work with the female referees in North Wales. So we're covered with the delivery. The dates are finalised. We just need to get it out now on all our platforms to all the female clubs and hubs. Have they got volunteers within their sections? Do they want to referee? So they can referee their girls' games on a Sunday? So... We'll try and flood it through every department. Once it's finalised, we'll get our, our female referees to share it on their social media pages, on Twitter, etc. That will push it out there. Because there's no real difference between the men and the women in terms of the approach to it. I presume there are going to be some youngsters who can go all the way, some former players, some injured players. Yeah, There are quite a few different categories. Rugby knowledge is, is important, but just part of it. The demographic and abilities of, of the female referees will be no different to the male referees. You have all ages, and we can accommodate all ages, all abilities, all ambitions. As I said, with, with Amber, she's very, very ambitious. She wants to go right to the top, and we'll give her all the, all the support we can. And if you, we have a young female referee that just wants to referee the girls on a Sunday afternoon or the girls on a Sunday morning, we can support those as well. We can take them as far as they want to and where their ability takes them. They'll have mentors, advisors to support them, myself, and the, the girls, our current referees, they will act as mentors as well. So the support is there for them. But all we need now is the numbers and the uptake. Because you look at history being made with Joy Neville becoming part of the refereeing team at the World Cup, obviously taking charge of, of some games at, at a high level as well. Holly Davidson in Scotland. Why do you think Ireland and Scotland have got these referees coming through and Wales are just a little bit behind at the moment? Um, whether it's the fact that Wales has always been is, is a male-dominated sport in Wales, and it's will I be at the referee in Wales? Well, yeah, you can because we've got a couple of girls now that proved it, and some of these coaches have commented very highly on the girls and said they're as good as any any male they've had referee them this season, which is a high accolade. Like like Holly, Holly's a, she's an excellent referee, doesn't look out of place at all, and if you can watch Amber referee or Jenny, they do look out of place. They're as good as any bloke within their level refereeing the game. And is it just important to have trailblazers? It doesn't really matter where those trailblazers are from. So people come to the World Cup will hear Joy Neville and that will encourage people. It doesn't matter that she's Irish. Exactly. Well, they've seen a female referee in the male game doing very, very well. As Holly is, as Sarah Cox is in England, as a couple of Italian ladies doing very, very well and all in the male game. Impression in the female game, and that's just growing all the time, anyway, isn't it? That's right. And, and I know some of these 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 girls, the girls that play rugby, they watch a lot of rugby on TV, 
So they see a lot of male games on TV. And if they see the females in the middle, uh, refereeing the game, or people like Kath on the side, who's, who's AR4, as you said, they are trailblazers. With the right support, I can be in the middle there. If I'm ambitious, I can get to where Holly is. And when you had that all-female course before COVID, did you get a different feedback afterwards? It was mostly current international players on the world squad. So, again, they were they were all amateur then. The, the, the girls now were professional, so the girls were amateur then. But some of them had a goal referee, and some of them enjoyed it. But they were in their prime of their careers, so they weren't ready to, to give up rugby and go into refereeing. And perhaps some of them will in a few years' time when they, once they finish. These girls that have come through are performing very, very well. So it showed that first course we did, it was successful because Amber is proof of the success. She's refereed in Budapest, Dubai, Portugal, Poland, Hungary. She's travelled the world refereeing. She's only 21, so she her trajectory is, is, is on the up all the time. And this would just be part of the mix. You're always on the lookout for more referees, both male and... Yeah. Yeah, our, our recruitment levels are going very well. It, we recruited 41 new le- uh, referees last year into Level 2. We recruit hundreds of Level 1s that go into the junior game. They swell our figures, Level 1 referees, because you have to be a referee to referee the children's game. So that's where the masses are. That's where our high play numbers are. So that's where our high referee numbers are. But Level 2, which the ones who want to take the rugby a bit more seriously, we recruited 41 last season. And when I think our average target is about 15, be well above uh, our target. Great. We'll look forward to the course happening. Look forward to seeing a few more Welsh female referees at the top level. Yes. It's very, very important. They see on the two girls delivering on the courses that you can be a deliverer as well. Kath is excellent deliverer. She knows her rugby. Jen knows her rugby. She's an excellent international rugby player. So I can't tell Jenny anything about rugby. She knows all the tricks in the book. I think this is why she's such a good referee. If we ever met Jenny Davis, Treacle she's known, she is a great rugby character. Yeah, and probably knows yeah. an awful lot more about front row play than most referees. Well, I always say to the girls, especially in Wales, being a, I say it's a big male-dominated sport, your biggest challenge as a referee, not just being a female referee, is even if you're a young referee, is convincing the public and the players and the coaches you actually know what you're doing. Mm. And I think that's what these girls have done. They go into the field and that people think, well, actually, these girls are good. And they are good at what they do. They won't be refereed because we hope now that Jenny's going to kick on into the championship next year refereeing. And they are there on merit. They deserve their place on merit. They're as good as any blokes at their level. I don't think I've seen a bad women's referee yet. Whether it's you know a little bit harder to get there or whatever the reason, but every every woman's referee I've seen has been unobtrusively good. Yeah, yeah, and they are. As long as they know their stuff and they, they show that they're confident in the decision-making... People will accept them more. It's like any referee. And I would say the same to a young male referee. Just go out there, show you're confident. You know what you're doing. You're confident in your ability. People will accept you more. So they think, Crikey, there's a young lad you're refereeing. He's only 16, but he's good. He knows what he's doing. That's your challenge as a referee. Whether a young lad, a young lady, a senior referee, senior male, senior female, as long as you're confident in what you're doing, people accept you more. And I think most coaches will tell you, they don't care who they got referee in, whether it's a man or a woman, as long as they do the job. They do indeed. Much more on that subject in future weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So keep listening over the summer. But until then, goodbye.